This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you got so You guys. My computer died. Hello. My computer died, and I Hello. have no. I have no skills. I have no skills, and I have no time. She, the bitch just turned forty. Leave her alone. <laughs> Yay! Happy birthday! Oh my god, we're gonna get all into the birthday celebrations. What she was up to. We're gonna catch up on my road trip slash what I'm working on right now, and we have some big announcements. But. First, we have to get started with it's kickass. Uh, it's time for kickass Koreans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been, been so long yeah. since we've been. Yeah, I was like, how do we get into this? All right, this is the time we we shout out a kickass Korean who's doing some kickass stuff. Today, my kickass Korean is an associate pr- uh, professor at the University of Georgia. <clears throat> she works in the School of Social Work and she researches domestic violence prevention. And her name is Professor uh, Professor June Choi. Ooh. All right. So June Choi um, is not only a professor, but she's going into the uh, the actual community, and um, she is quoted to say, "From my experiences working as a counselor for domestic violence survivors and American domestic violence survivors, I found that many of them reach out to their ministers for help. So she has uh, started a program." where she is uh, meeting with moksanims, like Korean clergy. Yes. And in Korean, in the Korean language, teaching them how to prevent and intervene uh, for and address domestic violence in their churches. Incredible. And and this is something that has, I, I mean, I've never in my almost 40 years of life have heard anyone, any Korean person, um, being like uh, outspoken and open about the domestic violence that they are currently experiencing. Yes. That's something that's so wrapped in shame and so wrapped in your personal self worth. Um, you, you know, it's the whole like, don't bring shame onto my family. I'm not going to talk about this. This is no one's business. I'll just grit through it and then it'll be okay on the other end. Exactly. This is how they get traumatized. And then that, that's how in turn we get traumatized through them. And for someone in the collegiate field, um, reaching out to her community to start a program like this is so incredibly cool and important. I come from a family <clears throat> of very violent people. I grew up in a, a very bad uh, situation at home, and it's it sucks. But I, Unji, you might you might agree with me here. Like we looked at it as like, well, that's just our it's, lot in it life. Is, you it's know? accepted. Like, I mean, also this is one of those great yeah. instances where she's putting theory into practice. This bitch understands yes. that that inside of the Korean American community that the most effective purveyors of this kind of information are going to be the Moksangnim. And like knowing exactly. that as opposed to a community center, as opposed to an outreach program, the a fellowship a fel- or, you know, like it, it come, Korean American Women's Foundation. It needs to come straight from the pa- source, the source from the patriarchy's fucking from mouth, the man of God, from her, the patriarchy's herself. mouth herself. Yeah. And so yes. like it, the fact that she's acknowledging that, not only belies an incredible knowledge about the subject, 
but the mm-hmm. efficacy of intimate knowledge. intimate knowledge and the efficacy of mm-hmm. this type of uh, dissemination. The, this is the only way it's ever going to work. There's no way that a young person could go into anyone. No. And this is the thing. It's so crazy because I was just on. Uh, I'm deep into Gaylor TikTok. Do you know about Gaylor TikTok? Huh? Gaylor TikTok is huh? like the theory that Taylor Swift is gay. I've, oh, oh! I know that. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a whole. Yeah, okay. it's a sub 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 TikTok. <laughs> I'm a deep into Harry Styles actually having lost all his hair TikTok. <gasps> Not so Harry Styles. Not so Harry Styles. That's right. And and the third <laughs> TikTok I'm in is uh, Asian TikTok. Hairless Styles. <laughs> um, and Asian, Wait, what's the third one? What's the third Asian one? TikTok. <laughs> Oh, just broadly Asian. Well, I mean, very specifically, like mental health and. Um, it, oh yes, yes, yeah. the fun stuff. The fun stuff, and <laughs> there was this uh, factoid being um, circulated. It's very much. Mm. It's like expats living in Korea. This is the TikTok that I'm mostly in, um, and mm. it's this stat that eighty, I think it was eighty uh, percent of Korean men engage in a. a what would be described as abusive behavior towards their girlfriend or wife. And this is self-reported. Self-reported. Self-reported by the men? By the men. Oh, because wow. Because they don't know or realize that what they're doing is abuse. Is abusive. So they're self report how, how far is that going, I wonder? Exactly. Like, so who, who knows what There's like what the else? verbal mental abuse. You're stupid. You're ugly. I you, think you're, it's, you're worth nothing. And it's also probably um, like trigger warning here, like a sexual, a sexual assault. Like, assault? Right. Um, and that's the thing is like the stat that is currently um, established as like the golden standard in America for the amount of essay that occurs is self-reported by men who didn't realize oh. what that what that what they were doing what they were doing was okay. assault and so assault they that's how we came to that number like that's how and what's the number um in America it's that one in three women one in four women oh. have been sexually assaulted. In Korea, this, yeah, it was Korea. that eighty percent of men engaged in behavior in that abusive that, that would be characterized as abuse. That's correct. I, that sounds right. That exactly. sounds oh correct. I mean, in the Korean American experience, in my own family, my cousins, my community, our aunties, uncles, ajumas, and ajushis that we like hung out with, we drank with, blah 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 you know, broke bread with or like broke rice with, you know, like you, I knew these people and I knew the inner happenings of their domestic abuse and we didn't talk about it. We just swallowed the pill and moved on. It and was then, expected. you know, so-and-so gets divorced and then, yes. you know, yeah, it's expected. It's expected. And, and it's about yes. how much you're willing to tolerate. To tolerate Are it. Yeah. And, like, are, yeah. that's really what it's about. Right. And even the church probably yes. taught that. Like, honor your husband. You are, you know, obsequious to him. You raise the family. Don't talk back. You know, it's your fault for having an opinion. You know, whatever. Like, fix your face. That that was the pervasive <laughs> rhetoric. And to have someone like Jun Choi 
reach into the Moksanims and the Chondosas of, uh, of of Georgia, the Korean community in Georgia, which is uh, uh, we've been talking about the Georgian community more than any other like Korean community, I think. In America, it's a growing populace, and they have a chance to do it right. They're out of a situation of the coastal kind of, um, you know, a culture uh, of like the 70s, 80s immigration. It's almost like they're new immigrants there from Korea, from a from a aught, from the aughts. Yeah, you know, things have changed in Korea, so I, I think the culture might be more progressive and might be more open to mm-hmm. uh, to having these conversations. And especially around mental health, if the men are engaging in their own mental health journeys, then I think this can be, this can really be fixed and addressed in one generation. You know, like maybe 1.5. Like we yeah, can do this. Maybe two. So um, give it up for June Choi. We love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe two. Maybe three. Um. <laughs> maybe never, but you got to try. try. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> um, my kick is Korean is a Korean American, Kiana Smith, who is likely headed to the Women's Korean Basketball League draft as a rookie. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Yes. And she is just played in the preseason for the WNBA and played two games with the LA Sparks. And she is now planning yeah. on um, moving to Korea applying for citizenship and getting Whoa. into the draft um, before the season begins in October and ends in March. So my niece's name is Kiana. Oh, really? That's so funny. Th- that's like the second Kiana, Korean Kiana I've, <laughs> I've heard of. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. Um, yeah, like in terms of hunger, like it works out like Kiana. Kiana. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, like, wow. Cool. So, th- so if. According to the KWBL rules, non-Korean players can join if at least one of their parents mm. is Korean. She was born in Cali mm. in 1999. Mm. Ugh, if you want to feel old, oh my I know. God. To a Korean, I do feel old. How dare you? <laughs> Fuck that. To a Korean mother, fucking young ass bitch. <laughs> to a Korean um, mother and an African American mm-hmm. father, and mm. so her dad. Is like was a professional player. Like she comes from basketball lineage, and she wants uh. to play. So the thing is, if she plays for America, that means that she can never play for Korea. Oh, really? You have to, you choose. Have to choose. Wow. Whereas, but if you play for Korea, I'm sure she'll eventually. Can you later yes, play for sure America? I, I, I can't imagine that America is that. You know what I mean? But didn't she already play for LA Sparks? She did, but I mean, I think the idea is for um, the national team, Olympics. Oh, for the Olympics. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. I hope she gets to play either way. I think that's very cool. And oh my God, she's going to go to Korea. That's going to be fun for her to be a celebrity there. Exactly. And the thing is, as. I hope she doesn't get too much fucking ignorant. Exactly. So that's a part of the reason why, as a kick ass Korean, like, (laughs) especially. You're a lot of expats. This is the TikTok that I'm in. A lot of expats that go back experience a lot of the same um, identity issues that. Korean Americans face here mm. and it's the same sort of like you're not of any place you're not of any mm-hmm. community your your identity is you're fish out of you're water fish out of water you're you don't belong 
anywhere. And right. in particular, because she is biracial um, and Korea right. being Korea, you know, who, which is undergoing a certain sort of like social change moment um, with so many foreigners moving there. There's also this backlash inside of Korean communities and in specific neighborhoods where they're very anti-foreigner. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I think that she's part of this like burgeoning movement of foreigners and expats moving to Korea and forcing an incredibly homogenous society to face its own racism, racism, its own in- xenophobia, its own and its own internalized uh, cultural hatred. You know, well, he here here really it lies a very interesting. Sorry to cut you off, no, it's okay. but it, it it it's such a very interesting time to be Korean American. Yes. Um, because you're, as an American, we are experiencing the same type of, like, backlash against, you know, globalization, although we fucking forced it with our wars. (laughs) Exactly. um, But, you know, whatever. People don't understand. But anyway, at the end of the day, we are, we're surrounded by a country of, um, quote, melting pot country. But let me tell you, the the trip that I recently was on, you leave any city or coastal city and it's white. Scary white. You under... uh, Absolutely frightening. Like stairs. (laughs) I mean, so many stairs at gas stations where I'm like, um, I'm holding on to my dog because I'm like, I have a dog. So... You you might fucking get bit. Of course, my dog's a fucking little bitch and a cute little doodle, so like n- no one cares. But anyway, it's like I feel like it's like glasses. Like you don't hit a person with glasses, you don't attack someone with a dog. Maybe just my rule. But anyway, I felt frightened throughout the entire country, mostly, um, except for when we hit Minneapolis. I was like, oh, finally, people who are pretending to be woke. Um, so I, <laughs> but I. I, I will say I un, I'm starting to really understand America's issue because it is quite akin to, I bet, what's going on in Korea right now. A, a very homogenous community being absolutely forced to deal with the fact that A, your country is losing its national identity Mm-hmm. into globalization whether that's good or bad whatever I mean Korea is but, having a global moment yeah and, and B this idea of Koreans at least the Koreans I know and the culture that I am aware of the entire idea behind Korea and Han and the and the and the fact that we were conquered over and over and over and extinguished by the Mongols, extinguished by the Japanese, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, that's kind of our national identity. Yep. That's our, like, cultural identity. Mm-hmm. And that that trauma lives in us epigenetically. Now, with that being said, all of a sudden you're becoming the hot bitch in school. Like, you're going through Oof. a transformation of becoming loser, stepped on, bully, bullied, 
to become mean homecoming queen overnight. Oh, puberty was good. Puberty was kind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she shot up. She shot up. And she shot out. She got titties. She, titties she got an ass. She fixed her grill. Yeah. The Accutane worked. There are no more scars. Like, this bitch is out here. Her hair is long and rich and silky. Like, she is out here twirling. Mm -hmm. And Korea, Koreans probably, I'm thinking, and if there are Koreans, please tell us, that there must be some fucked up psychological metaphysical shock to the system uh, of becoming the hotspot within one generation. It makes you either a mean girl or a kind hot girl. Which one are we going to be? <laughs> Which, Which one are we going to be? You know what I mean? Because you know those yeah. girls. There were like the ones that like have the chip on their shoulder because they, when they weren't hot, they, were, they bullied. were bullied. And so, and we are that girl. We are that girl. That's where our comedy comes from. That's where our culture comes from. Our melodrama, our sick um, obsession with vengeance. Yes. Like that's where that comes from. But so but, now you're telling us we are. So it, it's really parallel to what white men are going through. Cis white men are going through here. Mm -hmm. Is this idea of like, wait, everything was fine, and then all of a sudden, I'm supposed to share. I'm supposed. To, I'm the demon. I can't do anything right. You know, like, and by the way, I'm not saying I believe this, but I am starting to understand the the shock behind it <laughs> because of what Korea is going through. It's like, I, bottom line, you got to change with the culture or you fade. That's all that is. That that that's been the natural way of things forever. So. But I am I am sympathizing, I think, it's, with the shock of becoming the hot girl, but inside you feel fugly. I mean, you see it in the culture insofar as the obsession that Koreans have with beauty. I mean, there's yes. it's not even, and this is how Korean it is, we don't even deal in analogy or metaphor. Bitch, we are literal. Like, we are so <laughs> fucking literal. The obsession. We have few words <laughs> and we use them a lot. And there's, we are as someone who is becoming a sort of a global power, someone who's putting culture first, someone who has put a main export as our stars. The cult. We saw what America has been doing. And we copied it. And, and so there is a literal obsession in the culture with literal beauty like appearances and it is actually so corrosive to the psyche of what's happening people mm -hmm. are i mean without a people god without a, a sort of moral and cultural center that is that doesn't go deeper than looks we're seeing what it looks like and it's not good i mean we all have applauded and talked about how Squid Game, you know what I mean? Like we're seeing what this sort of like late stage capitalism looks like. And thanks to the export, that export from America, a colonizing force and what it looks like when the people take in and internalize it and then start to westernize their own faces and what that looks like as, yeah. a, per, as a culture to kind of internally hate their own face hate mm -hmm. their own national like, facial identity yeah. you know and and so what that looks like when it's now having to share that space with foreigners 
Mm-hmm. You know, this is the first time the WKBL has even had three non-Koreans in its draft. Wow. Three. That's it. <laughs> three. <laughs> and one of yeah, them, one of them is fully Korean, just Korean American, and the other one, <laughs> and the other one is half Korean and half Laotian. Yeah. I mean, this is like this is a basketball. I mean, like, come on. And so, it's happening glacially. It's happening at a very, very slow pace. It's happening in small, tiny, tiny baby steps. And the way that the backlash is already starting to occur. I mean, there's a several viral posts in Korea that. Um, detail these like bars in trendy areas that like specifically said no foreigners there's a lot mm-hmm. of sort of backlash about like kind of like it's following japan a little yes. bit like japan has yes. those places that are like only for you know nationals blah 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 exactly and so yeah. I, I, I mean there's this moment for koreans to be the empathetic kind hot girl or you can mean that you know we're the mean bitch you know it we haven't processed our trauma i'm telling you we're gonna be the mean bitch and it's gonna be ugly but you know what we're just here to report on it i'm so i'm happy for kiana smith i hope she has a great time there please republic of korea (laughs) treat her well don't be that exact ignorant bitch that we think you are or we think you can be you know like prove us wrong wrong. prove us wrong all right that's it for kick-ass koreans we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back all right we're back there's a lot to talk about there's a lot to talk about let me first and foremost um say thank you to the patreons I know it's been, um, it's been a, a lot of uh, un. Uh, uh, we've had a lot of unscheduled technical stuff, yes. so things have been rough. We but apologize. thank you for sticking through it yes. with us. We love you. We're gonna. We've been posting some stuff. We're gonna give you some behind the scenes stuff uh, today. One of the things behind the scenes we're gonna be posting is. Um, Photos from Unji's uh, 40th birthday party <laughs> and roast and pig roast. And I can't wait to see these because I haven't even seen these, but we're going to post it on Patreon uh, because we want you guys to get the sneak peek. And also, speaking of Patreon, I want to say we are taking uh, we're going to we're in episode 245 right now. We're going to be going five more episodes to 250 and then taking a concerted break. Now, that's going to take us into end of October, I, I believe. So we're going to take end of November, November, December end, off. End of, end of November, right? Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Let's see. We're going to – oh, like we'll no. – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. We're taking November and December off, yes. <clears throat> yeah, for the holidays. Yes. And why are we doing this? A, because we want you guys to have some fun in the holidays too and <laughs> not have to like wait for these episodes. I know we've been inconsistent, but A, technology, and B – Hallelujah, we're getting a little busier. Yeah. So um, we're going to be getting into what's getting us busy, but um, we're going to take November and December off. So we're going to have fresh episodes for you till then, till 2.50. And then uh, we're going to be uploading some of our favorites, um, uh, re-uploads or whatever, to take you through November and December. Little so- solo clips or whatever. We're going to keep you entertained 
all through <laughs> the holiday season. And we have so much to update you on on what, what's going to be happening and all that. But uh, we just wanted to let you guys know up front that that's what's going to be happening. Um, so we're that that's that. And we're, there's a lot of reasons why we're doing that. And one of the things is that Unji is 10 and a half months pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, I just got to You are I don't understand how you're standing and moving around. You have an entire ass person about to fucking crawl out of you. I'm so fucking pregnant. Yeah, I mean, I am I am very pregnant, you guys. And how do you feel? Um bad. I feel like I am 40. I'm pregnant. And this was a mistake. And um, I thought that I was going to be, you know what I mean? Like you're, ah! when you're 39 and you're f- thriving um, and you're, uh, uh-huh. you feel fine. You're 39, feel yeah. fine. You think that this is yeah. going to be a cakewalk and then your body is like, bitch, no. I mean, I, bitch, you're 40. You're 40. And like, <laughs> I went into, I mean, do you, I'm having these conversations. Like people, those of you who are listening, who are either um, Millennials, elder millennials, or if you're a Gen Z, what are you doing here? Um, and so, <laughs> but let me tell you, when you get to an age where you go to the doctor and you start complaining about shit, and they look at you and they're like, yeah, that's what it's mm-hmm. like. That's what your body's going to feel like now. That's yeah. what's happening. Like, I went and I was stuck talking about all my ailments and like how uncomfortable I am. And I was just like thinking she's going to be able to prescribe me something, suggest something. This bitch just looked at me and nodded. <laughs> she's like, uh-huh. uh-huh. That checks that out. Just, she's like, yeah. That sounds that, normal. And I was just like, well, what do you, what do, you, what? What do I what do? What do I do? And she was like, she shrugged her ha- shoulders. She's like, that's that's all she did. She didn't even say words. I didn't even deserve words. She just shrugged. She nodded and then she. She shrugged. didn't say no Advil. She didn't say no fucking excedrin for the migraine. I'm taking literally all the things. <laughs> I literally take you all the things. She's like, bitch, you stuffed yeah, up with yeah. pills. I got nothing else to give you <laughs> without hurting this baby. Yeah, literally, she was just like, there's nothing nothing else I can do. She shrugged. It's like, yeah. The doctor ordered struggle. <laughs> that's great. You're... <laughs> like, that's all. So that's what's happening wow. in, uh, until November. And then I'm going to just, you know, need a second. I need a, need a yeah, second. And she's she's going to pop out like December, right? Early December or late, no, late no, November. Late November, yeah. I'm hoping she gets, she stays into, sorry for you, but till December 8th, <laughs> just so that we could have the same birthday. I think that'd be so cool. Me, her, and Nicki Minaj all have the same birthday. That'd be yeah, so cool. Yeah, the least cool. problematic anyway. people. <laughs> you think your daughter's going to be not problematic? Are you serious? She's going to take right after you. Yeah, yeah your mom's going to get exactly what she cursed you for, is have the exact daughter that you were to me. Oh my gosh, you know, I had a vision where it's like my my daughter was just going to actually be like a very cool like doctor girl, you know, who hates me. That has like explained me to her friends. It's like that would be justice. Like a cool daughter that's like, oh God, my mom. So embarrassed by me, yeah. So embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Not like because that's the thing. That will happen no matter what. But it's it's very no matter what you do, your child is gonna be like, oh my god, at one point, right? Yes. And then they come around. But I mean, like having yeah. a mess for a daughter would like not phase me. I think it would be like that would very much continue the cycle. But the fact that yeah. the daughter I deserve is someone, a woman that holds me in contempt. <laughs> Even though she turned out yeah. well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right, that, well, that was that's, that's easy to do. Yeah. Unji, come on. That's simple. Hold you in contempt? That's easy. 
We got that figured out. <laughs> so yeah, we'll um, be back after the end of the year. It will we'll be still putting out episodes until end of October. Don't worry, this yeah. isn't goodbye. You're, you, you, this isn't goodbye. You still got This us. is actually going to be a super long episode because we have a lot to yeah. talk about. So let's talk about the 40. You did turn 40 over our break while I was away um, doing my thing. But before we get to that, I want to talk about your party. Oh, yes. I've been thinking about my own 40th birthday and how to celebrate myself. Because if that's not a culmination of five years of this episode is self-love yes. and self-celebration. Yes. And 40 was, is, for me, a, it's, it's like step up to the plate, bitch. Are you going to celebrate yourself? Because I'll tell you, there's so many parts of me that's like, oh, why bother? Or like, you know, just like, keep it small, whatever. I don't want to, I don't want to watch the thing. But, and then there's a part of me that's like, that's, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're going to fight that. So I want to talk about how you decided to either fight that or lean in or whatever you, your like kind of headspace was for your 40th you know what it was very chaotic <laughs> par for the course yeah, I mean, she's on brand <laughs> i mean the rose specifically i love pig rose like i love that food mm-hmm. specifically and mm-hmm. i i don't know peter honestly like if i the well describe what you had so that if so for the, those of us who don't oh, know okay. so i had a, i held a pig roast along with a traditional comedic roast of me Mm-hmm. So it was a yes. pig roast of Angie. And uh, <laughs> and I had um, I'd done this pig roast before slash comedy show before with a, a guy named Hippolito Sanchez, uh, a wonderful guy. He has the best Instagram handle, by the way. Yes, yes. Slow motion for meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a millennial, an old millennial, come on. That hit you. You know that one. Anyway, go on. He's a wonderful guy, really easygoing, deeply values meat and like Mm -hmm. uh, always trying to locally source, sustainably raise, like all this shit. These pigs are happy, you know, until they're not. Love it. Until they're dead. Mm -hmm. So I think that like knowing him was one connection. Also, I didn't want to host an elaborate party. Mm. I didn't want to host anything at my house. No. I didn't want to plan a trip. I, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I knew that this was about as big of an event I could handle. And even then I was. How many people came? Like 30 something. It wasn't crazy. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Considering that it was an expensive ticket because it was food. And then. How much was the ticket? $30. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, what did their thirty dollars get? The pig. Unlimited pig. Unlimited pig. Uh-huh. Sides. Uh, cake. Drinks. Dra- were there? No, were no, there? no drinks. Oh. And then no drinks. No drinks. Okay. And then um. And then the show. Okay. That's great. I mean, whatever. So. That's nine hundred dollars. Thank you. That's nice. That's what I mean. yeah. <laughs> it, like I didn't lose how about this I didn't lose that much on this pig on the, pig. the pig yeah great that's amazing so it covered almost all of the pig <laughs> okay <laughs> oh oh the pig was more yeah. than that oh my god that's what I mean wow, wow. so 
Because it's a sustainably, you know what I mean? I, I could have done like a cheap pig or whatever, but it's like Hippolito. You don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want yeah. to have. Okay, that's great. So you covered almost the pig. <laughs> almost pig. Yeah. Did, 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 how did the pig turn out? You can, incredible. Can you feel it, its joy? Incredible. It was happy? It was, a, it okay, was incredible. Great. Pulled pork. Juicy. Yes. Moist. Yum. And incredible. Yum. It's one of the best. Crispy skin? Yes. Oh, fuck. Was it in a china box? How did How did he do it? He, it's a slow roasted, you'll see the pictures, you'll see, it's a slow roasted. Oh, like, oh the Patreon yeah. will see it. And yeah, then, okay. and he pulls it out from the carcass, pulls the pig meat Ugh. out, and he, and he massages it with spices, and it's served. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Did you bring anything home? Yes, I have. Okay. I have, I have, I have some. And then he also gave me. Some face or yes, some like feet? I got feet? the peak chicks. Peak okay. chicks. Oh, the cheeks. cheeks you got. Oh, the cheeks are good. That's great taco meat. Thank you. So, yes. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And so, I will also say that I am someone that whenever I plan a party, I'm always too nervous about it coming off without a hitch to enjoy myself. Control free. Yes. Yeah. So. Same. That was something I was trying to avoid. I was nervous about it up until the day of, like how it was going. I didn't. Are you nervous that? Are you worried that uh, people might not have fun? Yes. Yeah, me too. I'm like, are you having a good time? Are you okay? I I'm making sure people are like good. And I'm like, and and I get into sort of like almost social paralysis because I'm so concerned with like the food and the logistics of everything yeah. that mm -hmm. I don't. That you don't talk to your I guests, don't talk to my guests or you don't yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I was very aware that I, that could happen, and that's part of the reason why I didn't mm -hmm. want to have like an elaborate party, like at a restaurant right, or right. anything like that. Also, it's going to be <clears throat> so expensive. This was already expensive, anyways. Mm -hmm. I um, so instead I, because it was a roast, I had to be on stage the entire time and force myself to be present. Wow. Okay. That was unexpected. I didn't actually anticipate that. I had forgotten that because it's a roast that I would have had to be on stage. And also the fact that I wanted, I didn't even really want to roast Peter. It's only because of the wordplay. Because I, it said pig roast and I thought it'd be okay. fun to do a roast. Like I didn't, yeah. I don't really, I was actually starting to get You don't enjoy the humor. You don't actually enjoy the no. humor? No. I like of, literally. Of someone was, ragging on you? Yeah. I was, I mean, I do like that. That's like my kink. Yeah. But like I yeah. fully do. We love that. I love that. Um, yeah. But I was starting to get nervous about it, like in this context, you know. And I, I don't know. What do you mean? Could you explain that? Like, what, I what was saw, making I was just you worried that it would be like either too mean, or I might like you know. Sometimes it's just like sometimes the thing like that hits kind of tinny, and then you take it personally. Uh, I was just nervous. Uh, okay, okay. I was just nervous. And the roasters were three women. Yes, all very good friends. Yeah. All this stuff. It was fine. Good friends. Okay. So yeah, and. It was. It went terrific. Everything went was so funny. Everything was so wonderful. I was there any joke that you were like, I don't know. Absolutely really none. Stung. Absolutely none. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Okay. None. So your fears were unfounded. Unfounded. Um, my. What was the best like, dig or line? Um. You know what I think. Or where you were like, oh, I feel seen by her. <laughs> I don't know. There was actually a lot of them. Um. And it's it was I think Diamond was like yeah something about how I am both a, a criminal and the crime like I'm the one like in terms of being a friend like I'm it's it was it was very fun very funny 
But being on stage, I will say, was an mm. unexpected during, during it. it was an unexpected mm. benefit. Stressor? No benefit. Oh benefit. Because oh. I couldn't worry. It was all happening live. If I was off yeah. stage, I would yeah. have been concerned about my own set, which I wound up not really doing because we were r- running late on time and like you know the. And also, it's a little like egregious after. This is what I mean. All that material about you, then do, and then you go, "Hey, here's more about me." It's like what? I, and, it, I, and I could feel it right away. I was because I was going to yeah. launch into a traditional stand-up set, but then like after a roast, I was just like, "You know what? This is actually the thing would have been." I think that's the right move. Yes, I did. Yeah, feel that. you read it correctly. And yeah. also, the other way to do it is for me to roast the people, but I hate that kind of humor. Right. I don't really like that. Oh, okay, I like having okay. it done. So you didn't hit back. I did not. Oh, oh man. I th- I'm I'm imagining my own roast and I'm just like oh my God, I can't wait to fucking <laughs> I don't I don't I don't enjoy do, I don't enjoy doing it you don't enjoy d- doing, doing that yeah because I am fully this is where you and I differ. I'm a victim I love to be bullied wow I love to bully mm-hmm. that's why we that's work. why we work <laughs> <laughs> I like it I like wow it's like it's like a negative type of attention that I feel like mm-hmm. I deserve. And it is like, I and see, it, it does, I see. it does, it is toxic. It's not good. An impulse. Is that a good impulse? It's, we're both toxic. Yes. I'm doing, I'm, I'm do, I'm bullying because I think you deserve it. <laughs> and I think I deserve, <laughs> I mean, like all of it is like self-perpetuating. It's bad. But yeah. I will say being on stage did unexpectedly help me stay in the moment. And I did, I couldn't mm. worry. I had so much fun that I don't think I would have had otherwise. Because I would have been too worried. I very rarely have fun at these kind of parties. And for me, the joy yeah. happens afterwards when everyone tells me that they had a good time. Wonderful. And everyone's like, we love the pig. Yes. Hippolito's yes. great. And All that da, stuff. Da, da, da. Okay. That, to me, Beautiful. is the fun I have. The fact that I was able to actually enjoy the party itself was new mm. for me. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, and it's That's only because... Wh- it's only because and I got to be at on your stage. 40th birthday party, yes. that's pretty big. And it's only because wow. I had to be on stage. I was forced to experience it. Yeah, you had to put on you had to put on a good face. People see your face, so you better not let it crack. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was yeah. so fun, and I'm so grateful to all my friends that came out and wrote and like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a whole it was a homework show, <laughs> and they showed up. They showed up, and it was really yeah. wonderful. And like all the people that came, they paid so much money. I was very grateful i mean there are also people there just that didn't know me that just went for pig who came who how did they know about it like they just saw well there were a couple of people there there were just again i was shocked to discover our fans of mine (laughs) (laughs) every single time you're like what thirty dollars what the fuck that's literally there are a couple people there i was like so wait did you because one of my friends, um, like her wife's co-worker or like old co-workers were there. And, and I was like, oh, so mm. did you guys like plan this to see each other? This is crazy. And she was like, no, mm-hmm. I, we just came because we're fans of you. And I was like, oh. Oh. Oh, my God. I, I, that's the last thing yeah, I expected. It was truly the last my thing 40th I expected. Birthday, 40th birthday pig roast and comedy roast show. Well, welcome. It was truly the last thing I expected. <laughs> um, I, 
I mean, it was, but it was really fun. And the pig roast itself was like, it was also one of those perfect sort of late uh, Chicago summer nights. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. There's, it, it's, it's still warm, but like there's maybe a breeze. Yes. And this, mm. the moon was really hanging low over the John Hancock. Oh, and it was gorgeous. Big. And it was just, it was all of the things, like just a wonderful summer oh. night. Oh, yeah. Your birthday is a really great time. Yes. It's like that changeover period of like yeah. pre-fall, pre-like snap of autumn into winter. Yes. Where it's like you're enjoying the balm of summer. It's back to school season. You could really start a new fresh canvas, fresh trapper keeper. This feels good. <laughs> oh my Ooh. god! Is there anything better than the smell of a fresh trapper keeper? Fresh no. folders, fresh notebooks. Fresh folders, bitch. Uh. Whenever I get the new dividers and I get to put the little like um uh whatever what is it called the subject yes. into the little like plastic the colored. That's you know, right. Whatever. Oh. I mean, truly, like, I always, I remember. I miss it. I, I remember there was a. I'm nostalgic for it. I remember um, a specific year going into eighth grade, the Korean, because we went to a Korean, like, office supply store along Lawrence. It's kind of crazy that we still do that, even though. There was a Staples around yeah, the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you were the real one. Yes. So we went to this place and I bought. All my folders were Ivy League schools. Oh. Every single folder was like, it was Harvard, Cornell, Cornell. Columbia. That's right. Oh, wow. I, she had dreams. had dreams. She had hopes. And like, wow. But the thing is. What was your like top, top Harvard? I think it was the maroon. I just like the color of it. It had a good crest. Oh. I think I also had UCLA. I mean, this is the thing. This is how you know it's a also, Korean yeah. fucking office store the fact that it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i mean we're not selling you folders we're selling you dreams, dreams and goals and, and that's the thing it's like because then i mean i wasn't the only one that bought these you know what i mean yeah. like this is yeah. an epidemic all the asian kids all had it asian yeah kids had it. <laughs> <laughs> like you know where else can you get a princeton folder and a ti-85 <laughs> in the same place a Dartmouth a Korean yeah <laughs> it's like it's the most Korean immigrant shit like but yeah I love back to school like, I mean and also there is no I would say Korea's main cultural comp, uh, contribution before its current wave of K-drama and this whole like K-pop thing was in the mm. pencil and pencil case game Sanrio Sanrio well not Sanrio Sanrio's Japanese, Japanese but you know but, like just um, those stores, those stores. That was our yeah. one of our main cultural contributions in America, hundred percent. Stationery yes. stores. That I went to a stationery store called Opane in Flushing. That was like I would get off the train, me and my like fourteen-year-old freshman friends. Of course, me and just the girls. The guys would like go off and do I don't know what the hell they would do, but me and the girls would go to Opane or. Magic Castle. Yeah, I just always wonder about the because Korean guys always had a strong mechanical pencil game, uh -huh. but they, yeah. they didn't have any other their accoutrements. But their pencil, mechanical pencils, though, strong. It's strong because you're always doing math, you're doing problems, and you have to erase. <laughs> like that's pencils are important and the for weight, uh, the weight of the mechanical pencil made the twirl so good. 
Oh yeah, you had to. I mean, the the rich the richy rich kids had the nice mechanical pencils. I had you know the Bix, so it was like the shitty one, yeah. and it was the point sevens and then not not the point five. Point seven. The, I know. What am I gonna do? I'm at CVS. You know, like I. <laughs> You can't do algebra with a point seven. No, I know. It's like the lines are too thick. You're yeah. like, what the fuck are you drawing? <laughs> These are for numerals, kid. I, I, it was a bad life. But anyway, so I, I went to Opane a lot, and I would go into the store and I would just look. There was like hundreds of different pens, gels. Oh my god, those gels. You know, um, gels, gel pens, the sparkly pens, and then they would have the little like notepad that you could like scribble yes. on to like test yes. it out, yes. you know? And then sometimes you would see like JK Hart, TS or whatever, and then it would, you know, it would be like the new romances of that freshman yes. year. They would come to open it. Everyone's wearing those large jinkos swooping up the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeping up the streets. <laughs> Taking up the entire yeah. aisle. <laughs> entire aisle. You know, the Ajumas are like, oh, my God, thank you so much for cleaning our store. <laughs> and oh, I remember those times so fondly because it was a ritual. We would get off the train and go to Opane, and then we would, like, either, like, test out pencils and pens or look for, like, cute stationery. Yeah. Because I would write back and forth letters. Of course. On stationery to my girlfriend. How else would you? How else did you communicate? How did they not know I was? How did I not know I was gay? What am I, what am I doing? What am I saying? There is no uh, level of delusion because the thing is, like, everyone is complicit. <laughs> Every- everyone is complicit. No one's yeah, because they're, they're reinforcing. They're like, it. no, you like girls, and they're like, oh, and he's you so like not- to date yeah, girls. So, I mean, that's like, and there, it's like that's where the lie begins, and you, you know, sometimes when you think back on like. Oh, why didn't anyone say? It's just, be, it, of course, no one said anything. That's how most people operate. You don't say anything. We were talking about that earlier in the episode. Exactly. Like you're not even talking about the best abuse violence? in the household. You're going to talk about this fucking gay boy yes. testing silence, out gel pads. Si- silence is complicity. <laughs> silence is violence. Silence is violence. I mean, like, that's, this, is, this is the truth. And, and most people are, are, are very quiet. Most people are, are, yeah. are, are whispers. They're 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 <laughs> never saying anything, and it's so much easier. Like, can you imagine being confronted with that information before you're ready to hear it? Would you think that would have scared? I was, you? I was, I was in junior high school. Two boys asked me if I was gay, and I vehemently denied. Did it, it push you further back into the closet? Yeah, of yeah, course. You went behind the winter coats. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I was at golf yeah. clubs. You know what I mean. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> By the Christmas decorations. Yeah. <laughs> the camping gear, the fucking thumbnail, bitch. Like I'm deep in. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like that's what I mean. They asked you, and you were you're. It frightened you for the back. It scared the shit yeah. out of me, and I. I, I, I don't know if I was trying to hide it necessarily because I didn't know what it was, right. you know. Like there was just not enough context around it for me to deny or accept. But of course, I denied it because I hadn't accepted it for myself either, and also safety. You know, I don't think I would have been 
who knows what could have happened. I mean, it would have been horrible. I mean, especially that time. Look what happened to Ellen. (laughs) 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 Canceled before she got canceled. Exactly. Uh And it was like, I, I mean, during this time, like, I think if you're, let's, let's take it back. Violence, silence is not violent. Silence is helping out. Like helping you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because if you were confronted with that truth before you were ready, mm-hmm. it, I think. It, which, which I was. Yeah, and it's almost more and damaging. It, it is more damaging. And it's very. Um, it, 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 I don't think it would have been damaging if it was asked in a different way. You know, like if it was like, hey. Let me guess. Are you gay? Because we love that. Then I think I would have been more inclined to be like, oh, it's accepted? Okay, well, maybe I am. I don't I don't really know, but let's talk about it. What do you think? You know, like if it was a gay person being like, hey, you're one of us, right? Like, let's hang out as opposed to a straight person accusing me of being a social crime. Yes. You know, yes. so like, which is what I actually had, is the person that like didn't tell me. Oh, we're going full names. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Phil, you have to bleep some of that out. <laughs> okay. You do have to. Um, you have to bleep yeah. that yeah. out. Yeah. What did she? What did she say? Yeah. <laughs> Her address is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> contact her at um so she, uh i just remember this like tacit sort of well you know what this is you know what this is like it's a, like because she was sort of not open about it but wasn't um like egregious she was not denying anything any part of herself mm-hmm. She was accepting herself and demanded others to accept herself. And she also... How, that's fucking cool. It was crazy to I, see. I wish I had that. At 16? I feel like a fucking coward. At 16? For, have, a shave, yeah. have a shaved head? That's fucking cool. Yes. I, I, she must have had cool parents or she didn't care about her parents or something. Like, Because I wish I had the fucking balls to do that. The courage. Yes. To be myself at that point, like in I, time, I spent in history, so much time hiding in a time in, his, yeah. in history, in our culture, even to yeah. feel open enough to do that. That's the bitch pushing everyone else forward. And she did, you know, like and she did. Yeah, I kudos to her. She's a kick-ass Korean in my yeah, life. <laughs> in my life, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I'm so glad that you had a great. Um, 40th birthday party, but I also want to ask about what you did after that because you took a special little trip. Oh, right. We're talking about this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we not? We Should we skip it? Oh, no, no, no. I, do, I want to talk about it. I, the four, oh, but the, okay. I will say the 40th birthday party, the roast, all wonderful. I was not processing having turned 40 because I had this event. It was literally on my birthday. I didn't mm. process or have time to digest turning 40. And also, mm. I will say I had an unexpected sort of response to it. You know how sometimes you get the birthday blues? 
Yeah. Uh-huh. I sort of like had that too. That's expected, I think, right? I just, you know, I don't really get that usually. I'm so, uh, maybe that's the reason why I like planning. So if I get wrapped up in planning it. <clears throat> well, you're distracting I'm Distracting yourself. myself. So like I don't, yeah. and then I usually have like a season of events. You know, I'm like a birthday season person. Um, <laughs> but like this time I just was like kind of like, oh, really grateful and relieved to have it all over and that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that it went off without a hitch. I felt very good about it. I I will say that I hadn't processed it and sort of and I kind of could feel myself kind of being blue and mm. then went on a trip by myself to a spa in Wisconsin. Tell us about the spa. What what was the spa like? It's like supposed to be the best Midwestern spa. Okay, the way you say it, it's like saying contempt. Yeah, I mean, it's like the same thing with like everything. It's like, oh, this is the Harvard or the Midwest. Like anything when you add sure. of the Midwest, you're like, okay, don't come for University of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, no, you know, it's always like, yeah. or it's the, everything's the Harvard of the Midwest. Like you know, sure. Every every like I think Carleton College also calls themselves the Harvard of the Midwest. Like everyone has the you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone could say that. Yeah, it's like it's like it's it's a very common thing with um, also Asian people to do. It's like the Harvard of this. It's the Harvard of that. Right. They love the The best in class. Yes, yes, yes. Like this Montessori is the Harvard of Montessori's. You know, like Mm -hmm. all right, bitch. Um, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so it's supposed to be the Harvard of spas (laughs) in the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah, and how did it feel? Did it feel like? I um it's uh it felt like uh, the Midwest, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I mean it was a very nice it's a very nice getaway. It's very beautiful. Um mm-hmm. it's like very country club, golf club, whatever. What what kind of um experiences did you have? This is the thing. I actually had uh-huh. a something called an acoustic bath, which was actually very cool. So okay. the one of the the contraptions they have at this place is called like a Vichy shower, which is like a, it's like if, it's like a long rod with like many of those like elephant shower heads on it. So it's like, it runs the length of your body. Oh. It was str- and you're laying down? Yes, and you're getting all these oh, okay. strings hitting you. Oh, yes. wow. So you get exfoliated and then I like do this and it's like imagining like, you know, it's like a very calming, wonderful sensation. And then I went into Ooh. this acoustic bath that like forced me to meditate with like Ooh. sounds and uh, Did they have like singing bowls and gongs and stuff? No, but it was like a, an electric thing that simulated that. Oh, so okay. So once you put your yeah. ears underneath the water, you could hear this music and experience it as you floated. And basically, like an isolation. You were in the water yes. as they did this sound yes. bath? Oh, my God. So it's like almost cool. like um, isolation chambery. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And you're in the water and the vibrations of the... Like hyperbaric chamber? Yes, and the sounds okay. are coming through the water only. And you're floating in the you're water? You're basically floating, yeah. Okay. Are you on something or is it like super salinated? Super. It's like it's bubble bath like you kind of can float if you want to you can other way or you can just oh i see i was choosing to kind of like float and this is all solitary experiences you're not around anyone i am not around anyone i'm by myself wow and let me 
Peter, I, meditation, I can see why it's popular. It's good. It's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to tell you for years. <laughs> I can see why people like it. Why it's. Yeah. It, it, it gave. What did you experience? I experienced a sense of calm and rejuvenation mm. around turning 40. I was able to finally mm. confront it in a way that I hadn't because I was too busy or cluttered mm. or anxious. And so the mm. fact that I had spent all this time relaxing and feeling in my body and then going into this bath was an incredibly calming. I mean, it's one of the best spa experiences I think I've ever had. Wow. But I was also That sounds so cool. It was cool and also I was in a mind space for it. Like re- I was for rejuvenation. For rejuvenation and to accept yeah. this. Yes. If I was like looking for relaxation and I wanted like a spa experience, I don't know if I would have been, enjoyed it as much. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I was looking for this experience very specifically. I mean, it was as close to as like doing drugs as I could being pregnant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow, cool. Okay, and, and that's awesome. It was. It was very cool, and it was also, um, you know, one of those things where like. The birthday blues, I think, happen because you are experiencing a milestone and have all these like implied goals you haven't achieved or milestones. Right. You want some kind of checklist or scoreboard. And it's like, and also, oftentimes, has nothing to do with your real life. It's just Mm -hmm. the societal expectations come to bear on you in this moment because it's a birthday, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um. And especially at these like sort of big numbers at like 30, at 40, I think you feel it a little more acutely. For me, having this experience and having all these latent fears and disappointments around turning 40 Mm -hmm. and having this help, it just, what I came out of it with was like, right, it's just another chapter. It's just another page. Mm -hmm. It's just another thing. And that nothing inherently has changed in me. Nothing inherently is better or worse. It just means another opportunity, another page, another page to write, another chapter to finish, another, you know, that like it just goes on. It, that, at the end of it, I just literally was like, okay. I mean, and mm. the thing is, for me personally, it's important for me to not have too much enthusiasm or too uh, much of a sense of doom. Because I vacillate between only those two extremes. To have emerged right. from this simply with like a resolute idea that I must simply trudge on mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is pretty mature of me. Like, I think yeah. that yeah, is like that's great. what's next kind of yeah. attitude. Ho- hopefully, like a... Um, a expectantly like hopeful way of looking at what's next not like oh god what's next yes it was not yeah it was not even i wouldn't even put on hopeful i would say that it was simply resolute and uh matter of factly like what is next this is next this is the next phase of my life these Mm -hmm. this is what you are meant and intended to do and to be um, mm. I don't have the the expectations and hopes of a younger woman. 
That's so well put. I think that is the. I find that that is the. And we're going to take a quick break for this episode, and then we're going to move on to part two. But um, I find that as well with aging is that it is the. It's more of the letting go. Yes. Of things than. Oh my God, I haven't acquired enough things. Yes. It's yeah. Cause that it, it's just a switch. It's almost like you're too tired to care. That's so much of what getting old is. It's about giving up. <laughs> giving up. <laughs> like, and, 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 and not. And I think a lot of the giving up is our toxic way of talking to ourselves, yes. um, holding ourselves in value or self worth. You know, comparing ourselves. That kind of giving up. Not like giving up. Like. I give up on my my dreams or whatever. Right. It's it's the like giving up of caring about being compared or being valued against society or against your peers or against, you know, whatever your parents want you to be compared against or whatever. Like it's letting go of that like bugging you anymore. And there's like a there's a it is that resolute like kind of peace that comes with like, oh, I'm holding on to this. Yes. Oh, I was carrying these sandbags around thinking that one day I can spin this sand into gold and be like, ha ha, see, I am worth it. But it's like you could just let it down. You, you don't have to carry. No one's expecting gold. I mean, they're like they're like emotional skinny jeans. Like you think <laughs> you're going to fit into you'll them. Get you'll there. get there. Yeah. And it's, it has no it has no relationship to who and what you currently are, what your body actually looks like. What it just makes you feel makes bad. You make you feel bad. And you're just and it's taking up space in your closet, mm-hmm. your mental closet. Yes. yes. And and it's there is this um freedom in letting go of ever having ever to to if there's a freedom to not only getting rid of the skinny jeans you already own, but also to never getting them again. To simply acknowledge, yeah, never needing to be a skinny jean bitch. Exactly. That's what it comes down to: is that you don't, you just stop wanting to be in that group, and then it changes everything. Once you like stop wanting to do the thing that you're so stressed about not doing, you're like, oh yeah, I don't want to do this. And then, uh, and then you just, and then you have time now. And now you're only wearing luxury joggers. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, sheep, my charade. <laughs> you know, let me let me evolve into my luxury jogger life. Cashmere Come joggers. On. I've been I've been ready for it. I just my body is meant for comfort. <laughs> um, all right, guys, that's our that's the first part of our episode. We're gonna take a quick break and join us next week for the second part. Bye. Bye.